1: Yep, that means you're listening to The Mystery of Parenthood. I just blew my wife's ears out, but you know, hey. <laughs>
2: first I couldn't Let hear you, <laughs> but I do hear you now. But, loud hey,
1: uh, welcome aboard. We asked, did you do slow down and, um, and and listen as we sit here and talk about a few things. But before we do that, let's begin uh, with a prayer.
2: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray Pray for for us. St. John Paul II. Pray Pray for for us. us. May the Father and the Son and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: All right. So... That means Thaddeus is in the house, too, so we got the <laughs> trifecta. Howdy. Hey, Cashins.
0: I uh, do not know why you blew your wife's ears out, because everything on the mixture board is, at the, is at the late, late, I'm just, late,
1: I'm the level is supposed to sometimes. be.
0: So it's, <laughs> it's almost like, like the mixture board is ablaze or something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a checks, segue. Checks in the mail. Uh, yeah, so... Well, anyway, two things that come to mind that were that's going to be the topic. The topic's going to be setting setting our fa- families ablaze. It was something that was pointed out to us that we had done probably six years ago. Um, so pardon me if you um, have heard this before, but it has been a little bit since we've done it. But but on setting our families ablaze, there's two quotes that I think are are really important. Well, one is Catherine of Siena talks about about saints and it says it she says if if a person becomes who they were created to be then they will set the world on fire. And so the oh, challenge thanks. is that that is the challenge to each of us is to become who we are. Link that with what Pope John Paul II said to families which when he compares them to individuals says that every family is unique and unrepeatable just like individuals are. And he says, families become who you are. And so those two link together where we get the title um, for this, because I think it's it's critically important that we have at least some concepts that are that we can put in place or some ideas that we can kind of build off of in order to help our families become who they're meant to be. So as we always say, since every person is unique and unrepeatable and since every family is unique and unrepeatable these concepts these ideas are something that can be applied across any family but how it plays itself out is going to differ based on the gifts the talents the circumstances etc of that family but you know I've I'm a old football coach, so I love to listen to coaches give talks. And uh, I I'm not I'm kind of sad that the person I was listening to is somebody I'm not a huge fan of. But but I but he was talking about it was it's Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer was given the <laughs> and and Urban Meyer is giving a talk to his kids, talking about how and he and the the players he's on the field and he said. He said, we're going to find out in the crucible of training, in the, in the fire that is going to burn off all of this, if any of y'all have any greatness in you. Because we're going if to, if there's greatness there, we're going to find out. And he said, wouldn't it be cool if there was greatness? And I was thinking, you know, all those people are nodding and stuff. I'm saying that that's what we as parents for our kids should should say we should say that we can trust there's greatness there we can trust that that greatness is unique and specific to them yet there needs to be this crucible not a maybe training is the right word i don't know but there needs to be this crucible which includes fire right last time i was in um chemistry I think there was like a fire below crucible. I don't know, but yes, yes, there was. Okay, that's the. the, I took organic chemistry and then determined that I was not called to be a physician. But (laughs) but I digress. But I digress. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but anyway, so this idea of setting your families ablaze is playing on the idea of families become who you are. With the intention of saying, okay, we're going to try to get the greatness out of each individual. We're going to try to challenge each of these individuals to become who they're created to be so that our family becomes who we're created to be. Framed all right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Okay.
2: Absolutely. So, that's, and that's hopeful to me. I, I um, I love that. I remember as a young mom, and I think we've talked about this before, just the struggles of kind of comparing yourself to – um.
1: To others.
2: Yeah, to others. I mean, not only mom to mom, but family to family. And um, and I think it's hopeful for us to know that we have got our 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 own individual uniqueness is meant for such a time as this, but also our family's um, individual uniqueness and what we bring to this world. If we are trying to be someone else, then there's going to be a missing. It's like a puzzle with one piece missing. And if and we so- compare
1: ourselves... The, the other, you don't become great. You don't have the greatness that God's put inside you come to the forefront by attempting to be something that you're not, because you're you're, as Saint Catherine of Siena says, become who you were created to be, not not who you think you were created to be, but who you were created to be, and you will set the world on fire. Yeah. And anyway, what were you, you going to say?
0: I think that's interesting. Um idea of the the crucible, the crucible of fire, because, um, Christ talks about in Luke chapter 12, he says, I came to cast fire upon the earth and would that it were already kindled. And then later he talks about, uh, do you think that I've come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. I think a lot of times we think, "Good, Yeah i think a lot of times it, we have we have a tendency yeah. to hear those verses and and hear the division part and we think sort of in a in a social context of and because yeah. that's what happens that's the verses that are following he talks about father against son and right. mother against daughter and and etc so it is a division of people but I there's also there's always multiple layers yeah. to to scripture so i think another interesting way to think about that division is idea with with the crucible is what does does a crucible do? It's designed to separate the elements. It's designed to burn off the the impure elements or the elements that you don't want and leave you with that purified uh, element that you want. And so that's, in a sense, that is what Christ and his word through his church carried through time is trying to do for us. He's trying to burn away that, the that, dross uh, or that, whatever, I think yeah, the, that, the dross, yeah, yeah, and leave only the purified element.
1: I, I think. I mean, I think
0: that's it. And so, and it's going to happen here. It's either going to happen here or <laughs> it's going <laughs> to happen somewhere else. It's going to happen in purgatory, right? So it's like pay now or pay later kind of a thing, or or, or, <laughs> or
1: fire forever, so. or, yeah. or yes, yeah. so there, forever, or the other, like other forever option. crucible. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that one. Uh, not con- the constant crucible. <laughs> but that's um, right. But so, so I, that's actually, that is one of the verses that we, that we talk about here. And, and, and the oh, whole idea really? of. No, that's what I was trying right. to show you. I know. He, I, I, no, those, st- <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's, he's, oh. Thaddeus is so good. He, he's always on top of things. But, <laughs> I
2: thought the Holy Spirit was working overtime.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> man. Well, he is. It was, it was right <laughs> through your husband
2: It was through the back. back. <laughs> through
1: so, the Mac. Uh, yeah. But so, so, um, Anyway, with regard to this, it's always it's always brought up this idea of fire. I mean, from from Pentecost, right through the Holy Spirit is is likened to fire. Um, there is this great verse in Second Timothy. It says, you know, we must rekindle the gift of God that is within us. Rekindle, of course, you know, has to do with that. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. um, the word that I'm that we use is fire, and the challenge is to use that fire to release the spirit of God, which is not a spirit of timidity, but a spirit spirit of power and of love and of self-control. And so anyway, the acronym is FIRE for, for the show today. If we're going to set the world on ablaze, I guess it would require a fire. So we're going to fire up we're our, gonna our domestic churches. Our, our domestic churches, that's right. So anyway, um, this is one of the things that I thought, and it was funny talking to somebody recently. She's like, I love that example, and we've used it before, but our family's always gone to um, the Easter vigil. I mean, our kids honestly don't even know what another Easter mass is. I mean, they, they've they gone since they were little. Um, and for those of you who haven't gone, you ought to, but just remember it's going to be, you know, a three, four hour <laughs> thing of beauty, but 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 our kids have done it, so when they go to regular mass, it's like it's only an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's another way to get those kids like that. But, but but at the beginning of at the beginning of the Easter vigil, the there's the part where the priest sets the fire when When Bishop David was here, you know he used to do it with Flint out there. Which I'd have been nervous wreck because well, first off, I've never have got started. So. <laughs> Same, <laughs> but, but he would start it with a piece of flint, get the fire going, and then all the people that were coming into the church would have their candles lit by. Well, his fire would light the the Easter candle fire, and then from that fire they would light their individual ones, and then they walk into a dark church. And then those those little candles that everybody has it just one to the other as somebody is passing on one little flame. And the coolest thing is when the whole church has all of the candles lit, all of a sudden what was pitch dark, just with little small candles multiplied by a bunch of individual people, they you could see everything. I mean, everything just from those candles. And that's, I think, kind of the the vision of what it means to be Christian, what it means for us to be um, light in this world. And it gives us a visual impact of what fire can do. And if individuals allow the fire to glow, that they can light up a dark world. Yeah? Amen. Amen, brother or sister or whatever. (laughs) So fire is... The acronym. So we're called, to, we're called to fan the fire into flame. We're called to rekindle that fire in our homes. And so we're going to use FIRE, which are going to provide for us the four keys to setting our domestic churches on fire or ablaze. Um, all props to Matt Rice and his group. But anyway.
0: But you were there first, but I was as there, you said. Just saying. <laughs> Off the
1: air. But anyway. So F stands for faith. F stands for faith, and it means more than simple belief. And I think that's one one of my favorite quotes from the Bible is James two nineteen, and and where he talks about you think he's just believing that even the demons believe that Jesus is who he says he is, right? It means more than that. It means to trust to trust in a person who is Jesus himself, and we have faith in him as a person. And then, as Catholics, we also believe that faith is objective, meaning there is a truth to be believed. Who is ultimately the person Jesus Christ, and who He says He is, but but it, all the truths that He through His through Himself, His life, death, life, passion, death, and resurrection has revealed, but also through His Church and through the Holy Spirit is revealed through time. So there's an objective truth that we have to. No, and then we have to know that we trust in a person as well. So faith is that one of my favorite verses. You've read Second Corinthians five seven is we walk by faith, not by sight, which can be a little scary, right? So anyway, it's walked by trust in a person. So if we're going to do that, then we have to, as parents. Actually, have a relationship with that person. <laughs> we have to have a relationship with Jesus that that is apparent. That is that is something that our children see. So, how does that look? I mean, we were talking about uh, you know downstairs where where each of us and our kids will pray. If you have a relationship with somebody, you talk. Our kids should see us not just praying at dinner. Of course, do that not just praying a morning offering not just paying on the way to work not not just doing that but actually see us in even if they don't hear us in a dialogue with a person that there's something more going on so do they see us praying do they
2: And I remember too as um as a as a young mom um and of course it's you know you do hope to get some quiet time before the kids get up um you know when they're really little that's super hard to do especially for someone who's uh not uh you know not a, not a morning person <laughs> um but i did realize that it, that i i needed that quiet time um by myself but the kids did need to see that you know what that looked like i mean um and that was when we kind of instituted the the uh the candles, hey, yeah, you know, fire again. Yes, well, you know every kid loves fire, and they're a dollar at H E B. They're enclosed, you know, the little votive candles, and everybody got to pick their one with the picture they wanted, oh, and whether yeah, it was yeah. the Jesus I trust in you, you know, image or, or Mary or you know what have you, and it, it was relatively safe because it was, you know, if it got knocked over, or, you know, anything, it was at least in a in a glass globe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's really. um I think that is is very important for kids to see what that looks like. So
1: if yeah, they you have to trust. But hey, yeah. I'm gonna I make sure because we talk for a long time. Well, I talked for a long time. In fact, <laughs> I had shots fired last time Matt Rice was on here. Matt, thank you. <laughs> but you are listening to Mystery of Parenthood on Red Sea Radio right now. So just in case you weren't sure. But um Or if you just
0: joined us. Or if you just joined us. But and we're talking about how we're setting our families ablaze. ablaze. That's right.
1: So with fire. And F is the first one, and that stands for faith. And the two things I want you to remember is it's it, there is an, an active faith, which is a trust in a person, but then there's also a knowledge of the faith and what Christ has revealed. An image that I use here, because it's always been one, and I can—I mean, there's multiple. And if any of y'all are out there parents, you've seen this before— if you're standing in a pool and your child is sitting up on the edge of a pool, some kids will just if you if you're there and you hold your hands up and say jump more often like what I remember is a dock with maybe a little bit further jump and some kids they won't they won't do it <laughs> I mean they'll get right up there and <laughs> they'll do it and they're and they're afraid you won't catch you. and then other ones will jump in and while it's not Fair making a decision about the child, that that trust in a person does require for some concrete action at some point. And there is great joy as a parent when you have a child that trusts you enough to be able to make that leap of faith into your into your arms. And so I'd like to think of that, think, have you think of that vision of what that trust is. And if we as parents are meant to somehow accurately reflect. Christ, one of the things I always say is is Christ is God is completely trustworthy. Absolutely trustworthy. We should be known as parents as being trustworthy. It sounds like something that shouldn't have to be said. But if we say we're going to be somewhere to pick them up at a certain time, they need to have a lot of <laughs> data that says hey if mom and dad say we're going to be there we're going to be there if uh, you ever read Scott Hans, any of y'all ever read the beginning of Scott Hans book um, oh I forget what it's called this is the first book he ever wrote anyway he starts off with this story about how true story there was a big earthquake down in like Argentina or someplace and the it, it was it, it came down on top of all these kids that were in a daycare, and mm. they couldn't dig these people out. They were having a hard time digging these mm. people out, and and they were a lot of people that were saying stop. Well, this h- father came and they're all going to quit, and he and he kept digging, and kept digging and kept digging. And so when he gets down, actually the, he he digs down and the kids get it, and he picks the kid up, and this actually happened. His child, And the child looks back and said, I told you he'd come. He said that he would come, and he came. I told you. And that's, <laughs> that's an extraordinary circumstance, but we want our kids to have the same sense. If dad says it, because that's who God is, to the best of our abilities. I mean, we fail sometimes, but we need to more often than not. If we say we're going to do something, do it. Yeah, that something? And
0: I, I think this is a good time to talk about how um, it's it's just vital that mothers and fathers persevere. And you said, you know, you talked about they're going to be there. They're going to they're going to come. The, the, you can be trusted in. And you know where I'm going with this, but you've got to stick it out and stay together and keep that marriage intact and keep that family intact. It's so, so vital. There are so many wounds that yes. happen from the the breakup of a family for any number of reasons. Um it it's just such a vital, vital thing to to maintain for for our children. We have to we have to do our little part to rebuild that culture of of
1: intact families. Yeah, that's part of the, That's part of trust. I mean, I, I've said this, told this story before, maybe you've heard, but my, but when we were younger, you've know, i always heard people say, you know, parents shouldn't argue in front of their kids or whatever. I mean, but I mean, my mom and dad would argue openly if they disagreed. And I, I've seen my mother lose her temper with my dad because my dad said something that maybe you shouldn't have said. And I've seen her do something she shouldn't have done, like throw a plate across the room. Yeah. <laughs> at that. And let's be clear, that was not uh, me. Uh, no, no, no. This is not that's not a <laughs> seventy had. She'd throw a knife. I just, no, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I just
2: hammer Xboxes. <laughs> yes, all right.
1: Which is a great which is great. But 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 what I remember is is my parents, even so I'm not saying that that's an ideal situation or that even encouraging that. What I'm gonna say is what I think was always great. The kids needed to know we did. I did. Needed to know in a world where divorce and those type of things is so prevalent, they couldn't just leave it. They couldn't just even leave it with we. Mom and dad made up. They took all four of us, and I can remember not even be able. to I'm sitting on the bed. So this is how young it was. 1970.
0: You don't have to do this, Trey. I you think. don't have to. You don't have to go. Well, into
1: all, the fight was over. My mother had voted for Jimmy Carter. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was going to heck in a handbasket Wow Because because of that That was what the argument was about <laughs> But um, I bet they don't even remember that But I do um, But they set us all down and, and I was I couldn't even sit on the edge of my parents' bed and, and touch my feet I can remember my feet dangling But they set us down And they said Listen, I'm going to tell you something We will never get divorced Ever You can count on it And People when they care about each other can get mad at one another because they love each other, not in spite of them loving each other. Right. Because my dad, I remember him saying, listen, if I didn't care what your mother thought, I'd just leave. I'm I'm upset that this is the way she thinks and this is what she would do, but I still love her and I'd like her to change her mind. (laughs) But so we're going to have a disagreement. So, it's funny, you know, and and that's I think what stephanie you can you can talk Stephanie came from an, the exact opposite because I think yeah. the first time we ever had an argument as a couple, she thought, well, that's I married the wrong guy, you know,
2: I never saw my parents fight,
1: okay, yeah, no, no, not, not once, never, so I'm not saying again, unique and unrepeatable, never. I'm not yeah. encouraging it, <laughs> I'm yeah. not saying that's it. I know for me from where I came from, and given my personality. I, I probably is good that I needed to see it because I will lose my temper too, but go figure. I mean, I, I do lose my temper. And so I needed to know that when somebody, I, I came from my mom and dad, I mean, and, and, you know, a little bit Irish <laughs> You can know, have a little ire. <laughs> um, and so I think it's important to remember that this is part of what trust is, is you got to actually, not just live it but you ask sometimes you have to actively say it that you can trust me all right even if it doesn't look like it you can trust me so that's part of that's part of building faith so hey i want
0: i had one other question i wanted to put to the sure. two of you cool. um not not i'm not asking this in terms of your children now that they're reaching young adult adulthood not so much a do they have a stronger or a weaker faith but are you starting to see especially that you know child a has this contour to their faith and child b has this kind of way that they live and express their faith and could you could you kind of talk about about what you see in terms of the differences from child to child of how they live out their their faith
1: I mean go ahead yeah
2: and i don't know that it's anything like you know, like when they were little or, mm-hmm. or even, young, even you know, middle school, uh, I'm not really sure um, I, I saw in them how they're living their faith now. Some of them and some aspects. I mean, you know, like we've got a couple of kids who are very, um, I call it heady. They, want the, they just want the meat. They don't want the kumbaya. They don't want the praise and worship. They just want to know. The truth and where you and find it. that's kind it of their personality. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, our precious daughter who just went off to to uh, to her first job. I mean, the first thing we put up in her room was her prayer corner. I mean, she had her chair and then she wanted, she had this whole idea of, you know, what she wanted in this corner. And that was the first thing that, that mm-hmm. was, you know, put up on the wall. I mean, so... Um, yeah, very, I mean, you know. They're all very, they're all very, very different. different. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I mean, they're, they're you know, Grayson at, at Texas is, you know, I think he's a combination. I think he's probably similar to me in a lot of ways. He mm-hmm. he thinks about things and a lot, but he also has an active, I mean, he's okay with some praise and worship. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. not going mean, to, he's, he's fine with it. It's not, well, just like me, I, I'm not going to like. Go in search of or feel like I've missed something If there isn't But I like it as opposed to a couple of our kids That aren't but I mean again All you've got to do is foster that Relationship and recognize that there's not just One way for Any person to come To know Jesus the biggest part is I think in terms of doing it is that You have the relationship and then you have to Let them know that The relationship I have with Jesus you're not his grandson or granddaughter you need to have that relationship with him
2: and i think you know we talked about if if people heard the the show with matt rice who's who's got the you know youth ministry with with a blaze um i think um you know the one important thing is to not try to stick your kids all in one box you know right right um that it is important to let them especially as they get older um to let them choose what feeds them, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. because trying to put them in a situation that's going to frustrate them. I mean, I know we saw, you know, we saw trying to, to kind of make everybody go to youth, which, you know, it made me sad because I do think there's a communal aspect that's very important to that, you know. Um, But, but if if you see that it's really kind of starting to kill your child's faith, then
1: them. Yeah, do something yeah, else Yeah, do something else <laughs> I mean, Don't be afraid to go different I mean, like I said we got one that doesn't want to go do that And we've said, look we need to, we, you, you need that's to find something to feed you A Bible study or whatever And he's found one and, But he's even saying ah, It's not really I mean, I like it because of the people and I said, that's good But, but I, I, I need some passes So well, let's sit down and figure out something Even if it's just you and me Or pick a friend But he's not going to go do what the other two do I mean, it's just that they're totally different on that. So anyway, I, I, I think it's important as parents to just remember this. They're unique and unrepeatable, and you have to, particularly as they get older, remember that you're trying to lead them into a relationship with another person. You're trying to bring them to that person who is Jesus and say, this has got to become yours. It's not mine. It's not the way you grew up. This has got to be yours. And that needs to happen sooner than when they're 18. But when to for it to be yours, you're going to have to do some things to feed it. So
0: yeah, and so and we're we're actually already segueing into I, which is integration. Yeah. So let's talk about that for about five minutes.
1: Yeah. So integration. I mean, you know, I mean the ones John in John 14 at the Last Supper, Jesus says, you know, if a man loves me, he will keep my word. What? I'm
2: sorry. Five uh, minutes. I love you. He's trying to put time, clock time frame What are you talking about? A time frame? It's <laughs> eternal, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little theological humor there for. <laughs> but, uh, that clock uh, doesn't uh, advance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or as or as I saw that pa- Ma- Matthew McConaughey uh, says, "Time is a flat circle." But anyway, I digress again. You do uh, digress. I totally digress. He's
2: punchy today. I am punchy.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> yes. very punchy. It, don't mess he's with He's me. Catholic. I mean, he's <laughs> that's punchable. Right. I'm punchable. <laughs> that's right. I knew that was coming. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, we, we all know as Catholics, Jesus says, if a man loves me, he'll keep my word. Well, keeping your word is the same as the child that is jumping off. So you can say, I believe, but you need to believe. Have you ever heard the, the image of the, of the person that's like walking across with a wheelbarrow over Niagara Falls or whatever on a tightrope? And... He says, "Do you believe that I can do this?" And he walks across, "Oh, I believe, and he walks across and he and do you believe I can do it? He walks back again, and then he says, "Okay, now hop in to the wheelbarrow going across, and that's when you know whether you believe or not is when you actually put yourself on the line right that's and right. so integration means that you're actually attempting to put what you know is the The real faith, what you know, is a trust in a person into action in real lives. You know, Mm -hmm. what I think about is, is, for example, when when Madison was young, she was in a dance studio, and they did Le Miserable, and we found out that there was some song in there that was derogatory to the Pope, and they were making it cute, and she was what, probably ten or so. Don't mm. you remember that? Oh yeah,
2: no, yeah, I do.
1: So we talked to her about, hey, you know, this is we 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 love the Pope and we care about the Pope and 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 what did you? Do? I mean, you actually had to handle more of that.
2: Well, she actually, because she was old enough, uh, you know, it had bothered her, um, and so she she took it to her um, to her teacher, and and so um, I mean, I obviously supported her in that, but um and and she actually gave you know we kind of talked through it and role played, and she actually gave you know kind of gave them an out and said, if you know if if we can't do anything with the song, I just just know I can't dance in this number. I mean, she was you know, kind of taking a stand and um and so wow, what um,
1: bravery yeah, yeah, that's wow. that's and, integration, know, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: and that's a good, I mean, but those are the kind of things that we kind of I think have to help our children walk through, you know, in this life. I mean, um,
0: I think what I love about that moment is that she was, she was 10, you said at that moment. yeah, about, about And you didn't, you as the parents, you didn't take that moment and say, well, maybe this isn't the right time or place to not make that kind of a stand or, you know, we don't know what the consequences will be if you take this. And then that kind of kills that that, uh, piety and, and love for, for her faith that she's willing to put herself in that position and and stand up for it. So, you know, you strengthened, you strengthened her willingness to do that for later on in her life by, by standing by her and supporting her in that, in that moment. You see what I'm saying? Oh,
2: absolutely. And it's really scary because, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to know that, I mean, that that I mean, for a ten-year-old, it would have been devastated to not be able to do that number. Mm-hmm. But and you she and you was, hope
1: you know what the adult's going to do yes, in the circumstance. Yes, yes. which and thank did. God they did. They they, did. they actually they they, they took it. They put a whistle. Put a of, whistle in a so whistle they don't even in. mention yeah. the pope. You yeah, know. Yeah. And so it was a small deal, but I. Those are things that happen day to day, that you have to have your antenna, antenna up and recognize that those are opportunities that. God himself is actually placing there for you to help foster a deepening of that, not a squashing of it, but a deepening of it. So I, my daughter's awesome, but you have to, you have to be faith, integrated in their life. To, right. You gotta, you gotta be integrated <laughs> in their life. <lives. laughs> so faith know. without works is dead. And that's what integration is. And that we, we keep his word. So living the faith and dying to ourselves is what it means to be integrated. So, in case you're just joining us, we are. You are. <laughs> we're listening too. But <laughs> you are listening. Maybe I'm getting an idea of what Monica meant when she said, Trey, you're, trey. <laughs> trey, but, you're, trey. you're just trying. you just trey. <laughs> But you're listening to the mystery of parenthood, uh, and and we're glad you're listening. And uh, we're going to move on to R. And I think R R is is relationship, and and I think so. The first two, I think, are really important to understand. Those are things that while we're talking about what we talked about now is just a relationship, but integration needs to happen internally. So, faith, a relationship with Jesus, an understanding of the faith, that's something you can do by yourself, hypothetically. It's something that happens kind of internally. Integration is really meant kind of what it's something I've got to do internally. I've got to be willing to put myself on the line but where the real stuff happens where you know the wood and the fire meet is in relationships i mean that's that's that is foundational to any chance of ever evangelizing you, you got to evangelize with your life by knowing your faith by having a relationship by having it integrated and having them know that but Eventually, to be able to share, you have to have a relationship with the person. So when we talk about, for example, we always talk about being after the heart of the child, right? I think effectively that is the goal of the relationship. We want their hearts, right? Um, I think that we can squash relationships by how we respond to those Events that naturally pop up. You know, I, one of the things that I remember um, from a program we went in, and you just got to catch, you bite your tongue or make sure that you don't just pass by, you know, of a daughter going to her dad and saying, Do you think I'm pretty? And not <laughs> going, Of course you're pretty. Not, but instead recognizing that as a an opening of vulnerability and the way you respond in that small moment is going to impact them for a long time. It's part of building that, that trust. So, so instead of, of course you're pretty more like, you know, you're, you're so pretty, not just on the outside, on the inside, but something that's going to the heart. Why do you ask that question? Because of course you are, Uh, you know, I mean, those are the type of things you need to look for those moments vulnerability, because every person, I think, ultimately will have those few moments in their life where they open themselves up to somebody who they trust to just see, to just see what happens. And as parents, it is critical. It only takes a couple of stomping on that or dismissing that that they will go to, you know what, I'm not going to open up on that. I'm not going to open up on anything. Right.
2: Yeah. No, and I, that's funny because we were just talking about this last night in our Bible study that I was, you know, having one of my nights where I had a few plates spinning and, and one of the kids was texting back and forth with some friends and she was kind of including me on the conversation. And we were, you know, kind of talking back and forth. and, and um, But I was still, you know, moving around and I walked out of the room and walked back in. And I heard her ask me a question and I'm not even really sure I answered it and it was about you know it was a it was a question about this conversation that was going on in this situation and and I think I went and moved a load of laundry and you know and I was really tired and I did a few more things then I went in bed I went and got in bed and I lay down and I thought okay she just asked me a question and I'm not really sure I even acknowledged her and boy I wanted to stay in my bed but I got back up and I went back in the room and said, hey, so what, what, I'm sorry, what did you just ask me? I mean, you know, so it's, you know, I guess what I'm saying is it's never too late to come, you know, to come back and and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I've, you know, too many things on my mind and, you know, but you've got my undivided attention and, and let's, you know, let's talk through this. And that,
1: and that, that right there is really, it's difficult to do, but it is so critical to, Make yourself, if you're in a conversation, I, I catch myself all the time doing one thing and listening oh, half-heart living half I listening know. half-heartedly to somebody that's talking to me. And you have to, I mean, I'm taught I'm preaching to myself. I'm not absolutely you have mm-hmm. to stop and say or you say, can I? Fin- is it okay if I finish this? And then I want to give undivided attention to, to even just say those words. I want to give my undivided attention to you. And until you know, this is more often like something that Stephanie might say. Until I get this put up, I can't focus. <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm I am going to focus on you. So can you give me five minutes to to do that? I mean, that's something that they need to know that you're willing to do because just by them asking is. They're putting themselves out there. If you dismiss them, you may not even know you're doing it. like I said, that that's a big deal. I didn't know you did it, but you props to you. <laughs> I was out of town. You were out of town. Well, that's why you were that's why you <laughs> that's so why, busy. That's <laughs> so why that's so many things going on. But but, <laughs> but that's what relationships based on is anytime a child be again have your eyes open, just like those moments of the teaching you have to have your eyes open to those times when they become vulnerable. Mm. when they ask you a question they open it's, that mo- window. when they open that window yeah. that Crack you are that looking for it, pray every day that you will not miss it or you won't slam it because it literally is those little moments. it's not the big cause you'll never get to the big moment if you haven't taken care of the little ones. Mm-hmm. You'll never get to where they ask you the big question, the one you really want them to ask, the one that you really want them to trust you with. Sometimes you never get to that if you haven't been through the through the years known as somebody who is going to give my undivided attention, who cares about me, who will stop if I need to talk to them. So that's a challenge. That's hard.
0: I think there's an, another neat connection with with uh, relationship that fits well with the last the last letter. But this idea of relationship it's also very Catholic because. It's not just, you know, me and Jesus. Right. Right. It's, we, we are a church. We're in community with, with one another. We are, we are, are uh, doing for our brothers and sisters. We're doing acts of charity, um, spiritual and corporal works of mercy for, for others. So we're constantly living our Christian life in relationship with others. And the way we treat other people is, uh, has a determining effect on what kind of fire we're going to be. Absolutely. Getting or not getting.
1: And and that's, I mean, from a theological standpoint, I mean, the the marriage and family is meant to reveal to us in a microcosm something of, be a sign, something of God himself in his Trinitarian. So one God, one family, three persons, you know, eight, whatever. (laughs) I mean, it's a sign. It's not the same. There's, there's not, you know, it's, it's an analogy. So it always is going to fall short, infinitely short of God and his relationship, but God is the one that's chosen to make this a sacrament. God is the one that has said this is what it's supposed to be like. So we should look at and value and understand that we're made for relationships. We're not made to be an out on an island by ourselves. And so not only are we made to do that, we have to work at those relationships. So anyway. So tell us about E. What's E? e? Evangelization, which is... Ultimately what we're meant to do. I mean, I I mean we're meant to share the good news, to get the word out. I mean, in, in there is the word angel. <laughs> Eve angel, I have no I'm not a wordsmith there. there. An angel is a message. And so I've always thought about we're Zation meant is also get, in there. That's I guess that's some <laughs> <what>? <laughs> so Again, Both maybe this is why Trey is Trey, because I, cause <laughs> for me, the idea of an angel is somebody who's, who shares a message, and that's what I think evangelization... That's what it means, right? ...is, is meant to share this, this message. Andulus. Here's the deal, and this is what makes it hard, and I, some of my Protestant brothers and sisters are really good at this, and they understand it, but do not evangelize until you're willing to develop a relationship because I, I you know i was talking to Grayson over there which there's a lot of strange interesting people in Austin um <laughs> and he was telling me some crazy stuff about a professor and everything and 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 he was like should i just confront her on this i said well do you know her i said i said no take the semester and and develop a relationship with her as a professor and you and and share yourself and have her take an interest in you. And then maybe pray for the Holy Spirit to allow you to share at least the way you look at the fact that she probably isn't a they, but, but <laughs> uh kind of crazy. I, I mean, he has asked me, how would you handle that? I said, I have no idea. Cause that was never been something in my life that I, that I have ever confronted, but the, there are some steps to this faith integration. So if you need to, you need to know your faith, you need to have a relationship, you need to integrate, and then you have to build relationships so that people feel like you're somebody who's trustworthy. And then you have the right and probably are best capable of delivering a message that they might listen to. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. You have your platform. I mean, you know, you have to establish that foundation before I think, you know, I think that's probably one of our biggest problems with evangelization is you can't just go in with you know guns blazing, wielding words. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and so while it is important to be an apologist, I think Mm -hmm. while it's important to know your faith and to be ready to give an answer, it's not about winning an argument. (laughs) I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not about saying I'm smart, you're stupid, or my church is better than your church. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it is about sharing lives together and then being in a situation where you can pass it on or where you have the permission from the person to pass it on. You know what the problem with that is? You can't just check it off the box. It's dynamic. It It's not easy. It's not like, okay, let's now we got that one check. Let's move on to the next person, you know, put that fish in the bucket. I mean, it's it's not that and and i think that because it's like that in a world that's as busy as ours in lives that are as busy as ours we want to be able to check the box and say we did our job that's not the way real life works in fact i mean that's the way you know jesus took his he took a small group of people invested in a relationship so that they would know that well we're the same way he didn't he didn't go out and do a blog which he could have not maybe not back then but he could have <laughs> You know, reaching millions of people with millions of followers, he took a small group, invested in them, and then said, "You go out now and tell the story." And like one of my favorite is it, Philip, it's the one that's wandering along and sees the the maybe Egyptian or I don't remember the guy who's reading and he's and he just kind of walks in. What are you reading? And he said, "I don't understand this." You know. To recognize in that type of thing, the, Ethi- the Ethiopian eunuch, you don't have to, you know, he doesn't jump in and say, well, you idiot. I mean, come on here. Let me, let me show you. He said, hey, what does it say? And and he has this conversation that's very calm and collected. And I, I want to give myself to you. And, and I think that's the way we got to look at that. So with our kids, it's really important in that relationship to share with them what we believe in a way that gives them the message, but also calls them into a deeper relationship and says, you're meant to go out and evangelize to others.
2: Our family is where we get to practice that.
1: We practice it internally. Mm Yes.
2: Mm -hmm. All of us. I know I was talking to, um, to a mom the other day about, you know, and she was saying how um, overwhelming it was. She's just had her first baby and, um, but she's uh, overwhelmed with, you know, oh my gosh, I don't know the faith as well as I should. And I don't and I said, you know, you just start. Right. You know, you just start and and I mean the baby's, you know, months old. So you your realization is <laughs> it, it's it's a great time. And so get involved in in something that's gonna that's gonna feed you. But also know You don't have to have all the answers because part of training and part of discipling and part of being that example for our children is being able to say humbly, you know what? I don't know, but we can go to the catechism. We can go to the Bible. We can call, we can, you know, we have a relationship with our, our priest, um, you can call in Catholic Red, Red Sea Catholic Radio, or oh, listen yeah. to listen to, to Red Just Sea Catholic. Just ask Thaddeus; he knows
0: everything. <laughs> Hyperbole at its finest. <laughs> well, I know we're we drawing to a close
1: here. So do <laughs> do go take these ideas and, and go practice them in the, you know study your faith, grow in a relationship with Jesus. Just ask him, Lord, I want to know you. Do that. Integrate it when the opportunity presents itself. Be open to those times when you're called to say yes to something you need to say yes to that maybe doesn't feel so good or no. All right. Build relationships within your family and then that. And then at the end, know that you're meant to share a message. So fire, faith, integration, relationship. Evangelization
2: Will help you set your families ablaze Bam And I think what we're going to do We're going we're gonna to go uh, We're going to go a little rogue today And and do a memory verse from, from A saint quote instead of Ooh, I like Bible it. verse Yes, I, like I think it. Catherine of Siena spoke to us At the beginning of this So let's end with her And it's um, She said Be who God meant you to be And you will set the world on fire So remember Only God can help you Take the mystery out of parenthood Pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. Thanks for being with us today on Mystery of Parenthood. Pray for us. We're praying for you.
1: God bless.